Welcome to the Pixels and Ink Podcast, episode 301, brought to you by CG Magazine. I'm your host, Lisa Mior, and joining me today uh, are some fantastic panel of experts. We have our editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. How are you doing, Brendan? I'm good. Yourself, Lisa? I'm good. Are you staying warm today? It's really cold out. It is freezing in Toronto and the GTA and where we are. And, and buried in snow, I understand. Were, were, were you buried in snow today? Oh, yes. Oh, well... I'm glad you were able to dig yourself out and join us to join us today because uh, we also have another amazing writer uh, that you've probably read on CG Magazine quite a few times. We have Joe DeClara. How are you doing, Joe? Hi, Lisa. I am. I'm exclusively excellent today. How are you doing? Oh, it's fabulous. That's a really that's a great way of saying that you're good. Where are you? <laughs> that's now, good, right? Uh, yeah, it's exclusive awesome. Exclusive <laughs> excellence here. We're Holy talking about exclusive? exclusives today, so I'm exclusively excellent, <laughs> exclusively cold. It's doing, it's doing great. You're, but you can't be exclusively. Uh, this is this is a, a cross-platform cold, I think. Cross-platform cold. We're all cold here. I'm not. I'm not the only cold person here. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. Well, interesting that you bring up exclusives and with that very unsubtle pun, <laughs> because uh, or wordplay, I guess. Today we're going to be talking about uh, some interesting happenings with the Epic Game Store. Um, so uh, earlier this week, um, actually just a couple of days ago, uh, Metro Exodus announced that it's no longer going to be available on Steam and it's moving to, oh, exclusively to the Epic Game Store. So I think our big topic of the day is since Metro Exodus is making that exclusive move, um, I think we can safely say that Epic's declaration of war on Steam and GOG is well underway. And so what does that mean for the PC gaming landscape? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's messy. I think it's getting really messy now. Um, I mean, Joe brought this topic to the table, so we should let him uh, chime in. But just reading this story, like at first glance, I'm not a hugely excited for uh, Metro Exodus, but it's a major title. It's a major move in a direction that the industry has really hasn't seen where you have exclusives, you have different storefronts offering different features, and it's definitely a different landscape than we are kind of used to on the PC. Absolutely. Yeah, Not something we've seen before. Like we've seen, I think, I'm new to the PC uh, platform uh, as far as like best maybe year and a half I've had it, but we've seen things like their games come exclusively to PC first, then mm -hmm. go to other places. Generally, they're available on the multiple platforms that are on there mainly steam and uh good old games uh, yeah steam being the it's gog now because i think they now GOG. have modern stuff so they're no longer good old games but oh they have to be gog right so gog and steam and uh if case folks don't know steam is pretty much the uh it's the giant the super giant yeah, of all pc games and epic games while there have been other platforms before through pc epic games is like basically launching kind of a coup on yeah. pc i mean uh, through exclusives and this is the biggest one so far for sure well, i mean it's interesting because there have been lots of digital storefronts for other companies uh, you have origin mm -hmm. you have um uplay did activision is the um battle.net so you have all mm -hmm. these different storefronts, but it's really only Epic that's really kind of opened it up to everyone. I think Origin has some things, other consoles, is it, other companies, is that correct? I'm not sure. I'm familiar with Activision's Battle.net yeah. usage. And uh, it only is... 
That yeah, is, and I've yeah. Seen, uh, sorry. Go no, no. I was, but yeah, we have Battle.net that's taking care of all yeah. of its uh, basically anything that's on PC. Mm-hmm. There's Ubisoft. EA has its own storefront. Microsoft has the Windows 10 store. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, uh, Windows 10 store. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that one that they've all had, none of them have had the third party support besides maybe Windows 10 that Epic mm-hmm. Games is trying to go for. But what's really interesting about this story is just how Epic has, how aggressive Epic has been in gaining uh exclusivity rights to games like they're mm-hmm. relaunching games like uh, journey was on ps uh playstation platforms it's now on pc for the first time only exclusively through here mm-hmm. other games are coming out like you said division 2 is coming out exclusively on epic uh aside from ubisoft's platform this is we're only a couple weeks out from metro exodus which i'm personally excited for it looks like a really sweet game mm-hmm. uh, i played and, it at e3 it, it's I hope it improves since E3, but I'm, we'll see how it goes. We will see. Could be terrible. Could be yeah. a, a terrible game. Wouldn't know. But like, uh, regardless, a lot of folks are interested in it. And this has definitely shaken the boat within mm-hmm. the community of folks on PC. Anyone who is interested in the game, even people outside of being interested in the game, just the idea that they had something available on Steam, their favorite platform, uh, stricken from that platform and now moved exclusively to Epic at such a short notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's thrown contention uh, in basically communities and internally at the different uh, companies that are involved in Metro Exodus. It's made pretty much a huge uh, controversial splash. As far as though it changing the landscape for PC in the future, that's it kind of... Uh, it's as you said, definitely messy because it brings into exclusivity into a new realm for PC platform for sure. Absolutely, and the fact that for a number of years, I know there's developers have been looking for a whole bunch of different ways to go just beyond Steam, uh, especially indie developers. Like just going back to your point earlier, Brendan, you weren't sure about mm-hmm. Origin. Uh, they do actually have a number of titles, but they're not exclusive titles. So mm. it kind of plays away from this. They have a lot of indies though, which is just kind of showing that a lot of like uh, beyond AAA are looking for these bigger platforms. And what was really exciting about something like um, Metro Exodus and now the division being added as exclusives for Epic, it's proving that there is another platform that's beyond some of the smaller ones. Like, uh, is it bigfish.io? Mm-hmm. That's another one. And like, uh, GOG and, um, uh, things like that, that are uh, platforms like that, that are very welcoming and opening open um, to indie games. And not to say that Steam isn't, Steam is extremely open to it, but they're looking for uh, better places to be more higher, higher visibility. And with, you know, that happening with Epic, um, with these changes and these exclusivities, we're seeing it's, it's an easy contender and, strengthening uh, an argument for these uh, indie developers and um, uh, developers of games that are not getting as much visibility on, on Steam to kind of jump to it. And that's going to change, like, who wants to be exclusive where. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I think it's always going to come down to where am I going to get the most visibility and where am I going to be able to, like, showcase what I'm doing and not being hidden in a sea of games. Well, I think, I think the biggest thing here for visibility is the fact that Epic is one of the few companies right now that can do this because uh, Fortnite exists. 
And with so many people already having the Epic Games Store for Fortnite, it's kind of been a Trojan horse to kind of get this thing out there, much like Steam was when um, Half-Life 2 came out. It was kind of the only way to get Half-Life 2. So mm. Epic has really kind of made itself the poster child for it has one of the biggest games on the planet right now, and it, it can use that power to try to un dislodge Steam, which is something that you play and Origin and all these ones have tried to do, but it's not till you have a juggernaut where everyone has that everyone has that software on the computer anyways. It's so easy to it's the barrier to entry is so low. They've offering free games. They're giving developers a great incentive. What is they only taking twelve um, percent compared to Steam's thirty? Is that correct? Yeah, Steam takes uh yes thirty yes yeah. correct. It's the, they take thirty percent uh, with variables oh, on yeah. Steam, whereas uh, Epic takes twelve percent hard cut. That's the amount. well. It, what happens on Steam is uh, if it's Unreal Unreal Engine four, they're already taking five percent plus Steam's thirty percent, so you're losing thirty five percent if it's game built right. on uh, Unreal Engine. But the question right, then right. becomes. With so many people going to the Epic Store, how is Steam going to get those exclusives? Is it Steam going to step out um, from just kind of letting Steam do its thing and actually try to do something? Or is Valve just going to let Epic eat its lunch? That's a big question, especially with how uh, Valve has responded to mm -hmm. this whole issue uh, spe with reg specific regards to Metro Exodus. Uh, they made the announcement that uh, any Steam pre-sales that were uh, transacted mm -hmm. through Steam for the game prior to this announcement, which again was super late in uh, the rollout. Oh, very much so. Launch, I get, none of, uh, it didn't mention it anywhere in the press releases before this point. Yeah, it was it was a real sneaky <laughs> move. Uh, it came up out of nowhere, even according to Valve. They said they had no very little time to make the adjustment. Let everyone know that you're still gonna be we're still gonna be honoring your. Uh, pre-orders and you'll be able to play the game through steam since you pre-ordered it there but no one else will be able to order it and we think this is unfair like this whole uh conceit of exclusivity being obtained this late i'm gonna put out there uh, i'm so, gonna throw one thing out there i want to do I, i'll let you finish but i want to touch on this quickly yeah um steam has had that massive dominance in the industry where they didn't need to care they've been able to just get every game that comes out and it was on their platform for Valve now to be like, hey, this isn't really fair. What are you doing to us? It's the fact that they have dropped the ball. They've let Steam get to the point when people and developers want to jump ship. Yes, the Epic Game Store yeah. is offering a lot of incentives, but if Steam was powerhouse that had no problems, they were on top of these issues, developers wouldn't jump ship so quickly. Yeah, I'm inclined yeah. to agree. I... Uh... I feel like a big part of it would be that it's like so close oh, to yeah. launch. Like this is like, again, I keep coming back to this. Like that's what's so unprecedented that this was like, this is showing how aggressive Epic is being and trying to make a mm -hmm. splash with now that the Trojan horse is out and every, we have this store on our computers mm -hmm. already. Uh, they're trying to make further momentum happen so that they don't just die off. Like one of these graveyards, like the windows store. Does like, anyone uh, buy games from the windows uh, store any, anymore? Come on publisher specific uh, yeah certainly i don't unless it's sea of thieves that was the only thing i got <laughs> out of the window store honestly but uh yeah to that point of valve responding to this as opposed to other instances that may have been like it before it's definitely because of the the 
uh, gargantuan beast that yeah. is epic, right? And that's something that's happened before with Epic. Not to get off topic, but like with Fortnite, PUBG creators responded to Fortnite when it first launched, saying, "Hey, we're gonna." Well, they didn't say it publicly, maybe, but I remember something about them actually filing a lawsuit yep, against it, it for yeah. copyright infringement. There, and they there are actually brought, a few. And they just brought more attention to Fortnite. So this sounds pretty redundant to that. Well, it, it sounds very, uh, forget the word, relative to that, that Epic is again making a move on someone else's market and the other company maybe is reacting in a in an interesting way instead of just picking up their bootstraps and getting to like, all right, let's, what can we do about percentage cuts? What can we do to yep. be more appealing? Let's, we have a competitor out there. Let's make a move. They're instead pushing towards slandering Epic for what they yep. did. Well, I don't know if it's, well, okay. That, I mean, okay. Slander it's probably a, the wrong word, but yeah. yeah. No, well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to argue that, that point right now, but I'm, I'm just thinking yeah. about just, just going back to what you were saying in terms of timing, like it really didn't, doesn't give Steam a lot of time to react to this because mm. obviously, okay, for something like this to happen, I, I would understand it would take a little bit of uh, negotiation uh, between like the, uh, like between Steam and between the developers over if they already like decided that they were going to be launching on Steam to last minute mm-hmm. drop it out and go to an uh, go into a different store as an exclusive. So, I mean, Steam may have been aware of this all the time to- at the time and was trying to fight it and then I now I'm not speaking from authority here or anything like that. There's no facts actually doing this, but from my understanding about how this stuff kind of works, they may have had time to think about it, but not expecting it to actually have to mm-hmm. go through because of the contracts and things that they were already dealing with. So the only choice they have at this point right now is a reactionary one. And it, just to that one particular, you know, actual event. So just mm-hmm. reacting to Metro itself, not thinking about the platform as a whole. And now sure. this is going to have to, they're going to have to think about this at this point. So that it becomes part of their mm. conversation it's no longer like well epic shouldn't have done this and uh it's a bad thing that they did it but because this is not we know this is not going to be no. where it ends because we're already seeing things happening right as we mentioned well, I mean, a little THB bit earlier Nordic, THB so, Nordic, which does own deep silver now they mm-hmm. have been making this relationship they have been working with epic for a few other titles in their store already so it's no it's not a surprise they did it it's a surprise they did the exclusive aspect. <clears throat> but again, I think that has to do with Epic has the pockets right now that it can make those deals. It can make those offers that Steam or Valve can't. <clears throat> and it's a question of how will Valve respond? People aren't going to jump ship from Valve all of a sudden. They're not going to delete Steam because there's so many libraries entrenched on Steam. There's so many games, people just, that's how people play games. <clears throat> what it will do is it will push developers for the going forward into an option of what can Epic give us that Steam or Steam is not going to give us, and what can we ask for to make those exclusive deals? And it's something that mm. Valve is going to have to be aware of, and Valve is going to have to address. And if they don't address, they will steadily lose those partnerships, lose those deals. And eventually, down the road, not next year, not next 
not the next five years, but they could lose the entrenchment in the marketplace that has allowed them to basically make no games for the last little while beyond a few minor titles. Mm-hmm. So that kind of brings us to our like our original question, like what what does this mean for the landscape mm-hmm. later? Uh, like, there's one argument, obviously, uh, just the consumerist market, the capitalistic notion that competition is always good. You're always if you have an even playing field, wherein uh, one company is gonna higher up the stakes, then another company is gonna try and undercut them, and that can help the consumer mm-hmm. in the long run. That's definitely something that could end up happening as a result of this. It's hard to find out to it's hard to get a read on how this is going to change the landscape mm-hmm. in the future, except for the broad idea that, yeah, this will eventually be good because now developers will be seeking out deals between these two juggernaut yeah. PC platforms or yeah. or it could get into something dirty, like, say, the idea of exclusivity on PC, which uh, is not something we've had to contend with too much. Uh, I, ha- I, again, am not as well versed on uh, the PC uh, yeah. uh, market space because I've only just entered it recently. But generally, everything's on Steam. And yeah. other than that, uh, it, it's been pretty much the monopoly, the, the all but monopoly of the PC well, I mean, marketplace. I'm- and I, so, the, I, I, I do. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I no, do think uh. I do think <laughs> there has been exclusive exclusivity on the PC for a little bit already. Because we do have Origin uh. has some exclusive titles. The Windows Game Store has Microsoft exclusive titles. UPlay has some exclusive titles. Oh sure. And um, Blizzard, all its titles are on that one uh, Battle.net. So I mean, this has existed for a while now. Yeah, and true. There's nothing stopping you. Sure. But and also, remember. It, sorry, continue, Lisa. Yeah. The thing. I was just. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to well, mention. You finish. Unlike consoles, if something is exclusive, you just have two pieces of software running. It's not a big deal. They can't really lock down. Oh, yeah. this is a. This is a. Um, this is a. Uh, Epic Games Store computer. You can't use Steam. That's not going to happen. They're just software packages. So just install both. That's kind of where it is. Right. So, I mean, I don't yeah. think there's a downside to having but, those. No, that I mean, it's it's a good thing um, in terms of that because, like, I mean, it is allowing more competition. Like, I mean, very obviously, one of the bigger uh, issues that we're seeing right now are not issues. One of the bigger things we're seeing that's kind of a benefit for consumers is that some games are actually, because the developers are able to take home a lot more through Epic, they're actually a mm-hmm. little bit more affordable on Epic. Not, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Steam is still going to combat that with their sales because they do have sales really regularly, and that is a good value add for a lot of developers to kind of go on there like, oh, look, it's it's something I can get my game out there for you know a discounted rate and, and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not as sustainable as being able to say, hey, well, I can do this so we can make it, a little, we can sell it for a little less than what it's available for on, on mm-hmm. other platforms. Um, I'm kind of curious about, uh, just in terms of like ubiquitous programs that people have installed, um, like discord earlier last year, later Later last last year, year. Q4, Q3, Q3, yeah, Q3, Q3, Q4, it it introduced, uh, games and they soft launched it in Mm -hmm. Canada towards the end of it. Um, and there are a number of games that are already not exclusive, but available on that. And I don't think they ever went were i don't think they were 
actively searching for games to become exclusive on Discord, but I be, I, I seriously yeah. doubt it was ever off the table for them. So my question is, if these two big, uh, you know, uh, platforms, Epic Games and Steam, uh, and, and again, I guess GOG at some point. Although I don't think there's any, I don't think there's I mean, anything some really. I've older titles that are exclusive, but that's only because Steam doesn't want to host them and they don't yeah. want to put the work into making them backwards compatible. That's about it, really. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. In terms of just new games, it's we're just going to have a, a big two head-to-head tri- vying for yeah, yeah. what's available, and uh, it'll never end up to being it'll never yeah. end up being like the console wars. That's for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. It's just the market doesn't sustain that, and there's no need for it. It's just like uh, basically it'll probably come more down yeah. to what it offers to developers, like you guys were talking about. Uh, the only thing that uh, would need to uh, transpire for Epic to stay in the game. It's definitely for it to uh, keep working on its storefront. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's very bare bones, and we were looking at it and talking about it earlier. And a lot of folks are really, uh, a lot of folks are knocking uh, Epic for it. I don't see how you can consider that, only because I mean, even though Epic is this gigantic, very profitable company, they did just launch the store. They, Steam has had years mm-hmm. and years to curate how it promotes its uh, games and how it, uh, what it interjects into mm-hmm. its platform visually. Uh, but uh, I would agree that it is definitely uh, a bare bones experience to look on the Epic Game Store. It's literally just a lot of text boxes and maybe some screenshots. I mean, Everything's to be honest, very like spaced out. Uh, whereas Steam has a great system, but. I mean, again, that's things like exclusivity, things like how the Epic Game Store is mapped out. Mm-hmm. Those are things that time will tell. It's yeah. clear to me as far as like how the the game space has changed on PC. I'd say Epic looks like they're fighting really hard to, yep. to be here to stay and to be a real competitor to Steam because whether we've had like whether we've had exclusivity to different software uh, platforms before. This is the first time we're seeing, like, as I've ever seen sniping for other, like, third-party software uh, in order to get them on someone, Epic's or Steam's or whoever's uh, platform. So I think Epic's probably here to stay. Yeah. As long as they can come up with a way to now uh, solve the problems that eventually plagued steam in terms of new games arriving on the platform and mm-hmm. in terms of visibility as right mm-hmm. now it's, it's a very, like you said, it it's, it, there's not a lot of population. There's not a lot of content right now because it's so brand new, but what happens when people start to realize just how great it may be for how good that, opportunity may appear to them and want to jump onto epic and it becomes a very uh content heavy platform like steam what are they going to do to make sure that new what would they need to do i think is our question that we should figure out like to allow these games to have the visibility that they would that's offered right now it'll never be as good as right now but what can they do to kind of make sure that that curation is well, first off works for the on the consumer end that they're you know seeing quality game first maybe targeted towards what they are their interests are based on their library or something like that but also allowing you know games that people might not notice when they first come out to show up 
Uh, yeah, good luck to them because I, I yeah. don't know any platform that's done it yet. Like Steam yeah. still has problems where there's millions of games probably I think out I was, there I, that I, no one research, knows about. They don't get the right. I was uh, researching and it seems that every that single kind of year on Steam, there's over 7,000 games added to the platform. So, so if you want to be seen, yeah. So, I mean, if developers oh, yeah. want to be it's seen, an insane number. you don't want to be put on Steam unless Steam's going to give you some pro- uh, really noticeable placement. Well, exactly. And that's that's kind of my point. Like, what, what are we going to do? What's Epic going to have to do to kind of make sure that there is an incentive later on when they have all that content to get those 7,000 new games joining their year, you know, instead of just like, again, coming back to the same problem that Steam has where people are just like, mm-hmm. okay, how do I get seen? I'm just going to have to look for another platform. So if they want to make this, if they basically they just, what are they going to do to make sure that they don't end up being like another Steam? I mean, basically don't fall to the keep same themselves crap Steam apart. Does. Curate the Curate the games, make sure the games released on the platform yep. have value to people. Don't just make it a dumping ground where everything on the platform just kind of sits there with so many shovelware asset flips, with so many games that are just re-releases after re-release, it doesn't give people an idea what has value and what doesn't have value. The price point, the placement, Steam is a mess right now. Because it's it, much like YouTube, it's hard for to curate that level yeah. of uh, additions. Well, exactly, because they leave it. A lot of a lot of the curation is still left to the community, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Will Epic game, will Epic go with that route, or will they have to still have curation internally, like a a, a, a several tier vetting system before they, you know, Honestly, welcome I think the, the community thing, to say, hey, I think the best be thing for Epic up? right now because that's always been a problem. Keep the the lineup curated. Make sure there's people curating everything that goes on the platform. And then once you have a solid base of solid titles that are offering people something of value, then open it up to smaller developers or open it up to smaller developers, but make sure they're curated. Make sure it's not just a dumping ground. And if they can manage that, but still have the indie titles, still have the unique Mm -hmm. experiences, it'll be a winner. Yeah, Godspeed to them because I don't know how you in 2019 I don't know how you curate of so have so many games how you make the decision like to like this is the game that's worth our investment of time yeah. to to look at and curate and make sure everything's good because like well, again seven thousand games like how are you gonna pick I wouldn't know but absolutely that's if they can do that if they have the resources and the know how to like pick out the right games and have that kind of a clean system then yes Epic will be uh, in our utopian future of where uh, games are actually curated on the internet yeah that is that's is the best shot for epic 100 percent. first first thing oh, to look yeah. at is make sure nothing has standard unity assets yeah. that would yeah. be a first always. step <laughs> always illegal <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we fixed the problem. We nailed yeah, it. We got, that's we, it. We, Basically, we we're running Epic, Epic now. <laughs> yeah. We might as well do. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess just to sum up, it's it's uh, it's a very interesting step in terms of the uh, in terms of what this is doing for the PC gaming landscape. Um, I know we're going to be seeing a lot more news coming out about this in the coming yeah. weeks because just simply because of the controversy that's surrounding it. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be interested to see what 
next what's uh, what's next in this saga because uh well, who's the next victim of the epic game sniping which, yeah which game is gonna get knocked down and taken off of steam i'm excited you know, Half-Life that Harry, epic games I are think that's amazing <laughs> just valve gives up just like nah our games are now there too just if that happened <laughs> i would just That'd have hilarious. no words that would be amazing Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great note to end on, folks. Um, great talking to all of you. I think this is a really interesting mm. topic, and I, I I know we're going to be uh, publishing some stories about this coming for uh, as the saga continues going forward. So uh, thanks, gentlemen, for the chat. Great. Thank and, you. And uh, yeah, no problem. And thank you, listeners, for listening. Um, if you like what you hear or you want to hear more about the things that we talked about, please visit us at cgmagonline.com. You can like and subscribe to our podcast on Bun's Podcast Network, Apple iTunes, or any of your favorite podcast podcast apps. You can follow us on Facebook at CG Magazine, on Instagram at CG Mag Online, and on Twitter at CG Mag Online. Guys, you want to promote your Twitters? Joe, what's your Twitter? Oh, you guys can follow me at Joey Do you Bag really like donuts? donuts. That's Joey Bag O Donuts, but the D and the B are switched. It's very funny. You're Okay, Dago donuts. No, I ha- I do dag a lot of bonuts though. That's what I do. Joey dag a bone. Okay. <laughs> I do it. All right. We'll include that link in the show notes if you do, because I have a feeling this you're you, Well, I know for a fact you're uh, you're you're a very interesting person to follow on Twitter, Joe. You've got, I mostly thoughts on good games, thing. on politics, and pictures of my cat. That's what you'll find on my Twitter. Well, just honestly, you had me at cat. That's yes. I'm in. <laughs> and uh, Brendan. Oh. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Um, okay, Brendan, where can we I find that's you? The only place you can find me right now, other than my writing. Oh yeah, Beefy Twenty Six. Yeah. Are you on Instagram? On whatever platform you are. Just type in Beefy Twenty Six, and you'll I'm find Brendan Mastodon, everywhere. So, He'll you know can't yeah. find me there. He'll show up to your house. It's like yeah. Twitter, but it's not on your TV. You know, I'm at what's what's Mastodon? Oh, that that was the thing. Around? Oh, okay. You guys remember Ello uh, that lasted about two months? That was a thing for two months. Yeah. You guys. No, I don't know. Now. You got Ello, <laughs> you got Mastodon, Pterodactyl, Triceratops. Don't know what you're talking about. Brendan's on like all the social media, all of it. Nice. Yeah, I am not. You can find me on Twitter at Lisa Awesome with no E's. <laughs> and uh, you can also catch past episodes of Pixels Inc. on YouTube. So like and subscribe to our channel. You can also see some really great videos from CG Magazine on there. Well, lots of gameplay footage. I, I believe know, we, we even might. have something for Metro Exodus on there. Or it's coming up. <laughs> we might. You know what, listeners? If you find it, let us know and send us a link to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again uh, to uh, our sponsors for uh, helping us through this podcast and for everyone here from everyone here at CG Magazine. Have a great night.